Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back, this time on a Friday, on a Friday, with so much news and everything that's just going on. It's just keeping on like rapid fire. Most of them have all been announcements. Announcements, whether it's a particular game or maybe a show coming up, or just some news-related shit that is going on. And that is what this episode will be about today. All announcements all around. Or just simply say, announcements all around. The AAA factor. Yeah, I should call it that. The AAA factor. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about what it is on top of my head. But... I don't want to waste any time. There is so much to talk about today. We only got 30 minutes to do it. Well, less, including the shout-outs. With that being said, let's get right down to it. This episode of the podcast gives the shout-out to the PS5, or in this case, directly to Sony. They announced the other day that the PS5 will be making its launch in North America on November 12th and other regions one week later on November 19th. And if you want to pre-order it now, that'll be available on September 17th at Selected Retailers. So you're going to have to find specifically where you can get the PS5 in order to pre-order it. And of course, what's the price you may ask? $499.99, basically $500. And the digital edition is $399.99. Now... I don't know how many of you are going to get the digital edition. As for me, I'd rather have the copy and the actual materialistic thing firsthand. I want to feel the PS5. I want to make love to the PS5. Okay, maybe that in a particular way is gone off the point. But you understand what I'm trying to say. If you want the PS5 and it's only $500... Obviously, plus tax, and of course, if you want any insurance or anything on it, you know, if you if anything gets damaged, you're going to have to protect it with whatever the case. That's how much it costs. And I know some of you are like, oh, I can't afford $500 at the time that it comes out. Don't worry, I got you. Just get an envelope, okay? Get an envelope, be extremely disciplined, and from here to eight weeks' time, just save $62.50 a week for eight weeks. There's your 500 right then and there. And if you can't afford $62, then by all means, wait until Christmas time, like I know I'm going to, around 14 to 15 weeks, you can save approximately $35 to $40 a week from here till Christmas time. There is no reason for you to even think that you can't afford something like this. I mean, hell, many of you spend that much on dinner night anyway. If you combine maybe breakfast and dinner, if you're the type of person that likes to go outside and eat out every time instead of having a home-cooked meal, well, there you go. I am helping you save your money right now. Be strong, be disciplined, get an envelope, put, fuck it, $40 a week. Let's round it up, $40 a week. That will include the tax. $40 a week is all you need. And then come Christmas time, and if everything is pre-ordered, or if you decide to get it at your select theaters, whether it's GameStop or Walmart or whichever the case may be, 
you can get your own version of the PS5. I guarantee it. It's just $40 a week. Save it up. Envelope. You know what you want. You know what you want. And then when the games comes out, when the new games comes out, which we will talk about later on, guess what? You can ask your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or you can work for that shit. Guys, I just saved you a bunch of money to get the thing that you want the most. I'm just saying... I'm just saying. That's all we have for today on this shoutout. Let's go into our, our announcements all around for this episode. And that starts right in a bit. Let's start this off with the biggest piece of news that just happened the other day. Miss Tatiana Maslany? Maslany. Sorry for mispronouncing that name, but she has been casted as our new She-Hulk, which will be debuting most likely on Disney Plus very, very soon as their own Disney TV series. Now... I don't know much about this Miss Laney person. I want to call her Miss Lane, but it's not. It must be Mass Laney. I know she's a star in the show Orphan Black, Perry Mason, and co-starred along Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie Stronger. That was a very, very powerful film. That really was. About the uh, Boston bombings that happened a few years ago. Oof. That, that, was, that was a very, very powerful film. But she will be our new She-Hulk. Now, as I just said, I don't know much about Miss uh, Miss Maslany. Uh, there I go again, Miss Laney, <laughs> Maslany. I don't know much about her, but I do know that She-Hulk is a huge fan favorite to many people, many comic book people. If you, first of all, if you love the color green, or if you just love and you know a thick, not thick as in you know pretty high and tempted like fat, but I mean thick like swollen and some Amazonian woman like. You know, a buffed up version of Wonder Woman. And if you want intelligence... This is basically a feminist wet dream if you truly think about it. A very strong intellectual woman. She's a lawyer. She kicks ass. She does whatever she needs to do to get the job done. And she's been highly regarded as one of the most important members of the Avengers in comic books, period. So the fact that she's going to get her own TV series makes it that much more likely for a lot of people to tune in instantly right away. Now, to the ones that don't know who She-Hulk is, she's basically Bruce Banner's cousin. Her name is Jennifer Walters. And one thing led to another, since there has been many different iterations of her origins, she basically needed a blood transfusion after either being sick or being shot or something happening to her. I'm sure it's going to be explained with careful detail in the TV series. Bottom line... She gets a blood transfusion and she transforms into the She-Hulk. Now, the crazy thing is, and I think this is where the MCU basically utilized the capacity of having Bruce Banner and the Hulk combined together where he's not only strong, but he's intellectual as well. That's exactly who She-Hulk is. Because normally when we think of Hulk in various forms of media, whether it's games, comic books, or whatever, you know... Big green guy, fucking strong as shit. The angrier he gets, the stronger he becomes. 
but he's not really smart up here that much. That honor belongs to Bruce Banner. Well, in the MCU version, they combined that, and that was, in a particular way, his completed arc, or his completed storyline, just for his character. And She-Hulk is a lot like that. She is intellectual. She is fucking brilliant. She is strong. She's a lawyer, so she kicks ass and looks good doing it in any way, shape, or form. I know some people... I know there's going to be those few trolls where are like, Well, she's kind of green, so I don't really know. I, I, trust me. I go on Twitter all the time and I see this shit on a constant daily basis. Eh, well, she's she's green. I'm not really kind of green. Yeah, well, Gamora is green from Guardians of the Galaxy. And no one gave a problem like that. Trust me. You will tune in to watch She-Hulk if it means that curiosity can play a huge factor in this role here. So congratulations to Tatiana Maslany. I'm, I know I'm going to get that name right. I, I know I am. Congratulations to her on getting casted as Bruce Banner slash Mark Ruffalo said on Twitter, Welcome to the family, cuz. And you know what? Welcome to the family. Next piece of news. Did you guys check out the gameplay for Spider-Man Miles Morales? Oh my god, the graphics, the soundtrack, the score, everything looks fucking beautiful. And I love the fact that they had a little Easter egg where... In the gameplay, the bridge is collapsing. Most likely, I'm sure it's the George Washington State Bridge or something along, maybe the Brooklyn Bridge or something. And the the bridge is collapsing, so he's using the webs to try to try to hold them all together in order for people to go along the go along the bridge and try to see if they can get to the other side of safety. And that has to be reminiscent to Spider-Man: Homecoming for you know Tom Holland Spider-Man. Basically trying to hold that fucking big ass ferry boat together. And (laughs) I just love that Easter egg. I really did. I really do. I did not check a lot of the gameplay because I didn't want to spoil myself too much from the game. Like I said, this Christmas time, ooh, it is going to be awesome. It is going to be swell. I can't wait to play the fucking game. I can't wait. I am excited. As you know me, I am a huge Spider-Man fan. So this, in a particular way, is my wet dream. I'll say it. I'll say it. It it is what it is. I'll fucking say it. I really do hope, maybe this is until after the game, I really do hope that there's a downloadable skin for Miles Morales where he actually is wearing the jacket, shorts, and the red and white Jordans that he rocked on in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. I... Yes, fuck it. Take my even if I have to pay fifteen or twenty bucks. Yes, fuck it. Take my money. Take my motherfucking money. I would love to swing through buildings or wherever the case may be as that skin, as that downloadable Miles Morales skin. Sony, listen, <laughs> listen here. If you, if you listening to this, you better give us what we want. You better give us what we want. If you gave fucking Spider-Man from the Spider-Man game the Sam Raimi costume, that that Sam Raimi skin, if you can give us that, you can surely give us this from Miles Morales. Don't disappoint us. Do not disappoint us. Apparently, Miles Morales hopefully will be making his debut on either in November. I'm sure it's around the same time the PS5 will come out. But if it's not in November, then if you want to wait until December... Like I said, save your money. 
save your money because it's just not going to be much more worthwhile when you get the game and you're playing it and you are web slinging and wall crawling and doing whatever you got to do to play as the next Spider-Man, a badass Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Next piece of news, speaking of downloadable shit, Devil May Cry, the special edition. On December 31st, 2020, Virgil will now be a playable character. Fucking hell, yes. If you love Virgil from Devil May Cry 5 and you love this character and you want to play as him aside from Nero and aside from Dante and if you are a huge Virgil fan, this is the one for you. Now I'm pretty sure you may have to buy the entire game from scratch and do the whole thing all over like playing Bloody Palace and transformations, unlock new skins and new moves and everything for each character. But guess what? It don't matter. It's the PS5. It's going to be new shit all around. And guess what? The trailer actually indicates that Virgil can have the tendency to transform back into V. And I love playing as V. I love using his shadow powers and I love his character. I love him with, you know, doing with this thing where he snaps his fingers into his devil trigger form. That's fucking badass, guys. That's fucking badass. Virgil will now be a playable character. Devil May Cry 5 coming December 31st. Mark your calendars down. I swear to God, we are going to spend so much fucking money on games and shit like that. If there's one thing that I have to say, if 2020 has really been a shitty year, which it has, there's no sugarcoating that it has, then at least treat ourselves. Let's treat ourselves to play something fun, play something awesome, and look forward to something extraordinary. That's all I gotta say about that. That's really all I gotta say. Now, I know we've gone on into games for quite a bit, so let's go into movies and TV shows. The Batman is now back in production, which means, you guessed it, Robert Pattinson has been cleared by the doctors, he is feeling much better, and he will come back as the vengeful Dark Knight. Fucking hell, man. Every time when I think about that trailer, and I watch it, and I'm thinking to myself, God damn, Matt Reeves definitely know what the fuck he is doing. And the fact that he's trying to make this a trilogy only makes it that much more worthwhile. Now, if that's the case, it kind of makes me wonder, who's going to play the Joker in the second movie? If there is going to be a Joker, who's going to play it? A lot of people were hoping and pleading for the person to be William Defoe, And I could see that. I could see it as well. A guy that plays Green Goblin in Spider-Man can play the Joker in the Batman and Matt Reeves' Batman? Dude, I would love to see it. Maybe, hmm, I wonder who else would be a perfect candidate. And I know it's going to be a while before we see any takers, considering that the Batman will be taking place next year in October. Fucking exciting, man. It is fucking exciting. I can't wait. Moving on, in addition to talk about movies, I'm sure I've already spoke about this last time, but if I forgot and I failed to mention it, I do apologize. Wonder Woman 1984 and Black Widow. What do I have to say about this? Wonder Woman 1984 is now being postponed to Christmas time. Also, quote unquote, to be determined. While Black Widow is now rescheduled to be determined. Now, 
I thought about this the other day, and it's pretty clear that as long as people, not all, but a few, like to be fucking idiots and these anti-mask people that's in Florida or Utah. Let me stop my let me stop my train of thought here for a second. If you've seen the video, the St. George video, I literally watched this the other day. And it was basically about a group of people that are saying, I can't breathe. We refuse to wear masks. It's our life, our choice, and shit like that. And it's things like this that really makes me lose hope in mankind. It, it really does. Because I'm thinking to myself, guys, god damn. Like, this is why I honestly do believe it's going to take a long time for us to get back to normal. Because of shit like this. And you want to know what really irritates me? First of all, if you're the type of person that d- that wants to do whatever you want to do, fine. If you don't care about your health or if you feel very strongly about this and you think, oh, the coronavirus is not as bad as the flu, even though it's been proven many times that many people died from this shit, especially from corona-like complications, you do whatever you want to do, whatever. But the fact that you have to bring your kids into this there were so many people that brought their kids. There was a there was a kid that was on camera and he said something along the lines of oh the coronavirus is not bad as the flu and I'm I'm blaming parents for this shit, man. I really do because god forbid what would happen if your children, the innocent ones, the ones that don't know shit, the ones that don't know any better. What happens if they get sick and god forbid they're they pass away from coronavirus complications or even just as bad your fucking your grandparents man and why am I talking about this now like again it's shit like this is the main reason why things will always get postponed we're not going to open up theaters all around the world or in this case the United States you know, for the domestic box office and the global box office all around the world, we're not going to open up these theaters all around as long as people continue to act like goddamn fools. It's just not going to happen. And I spoke about this the other day where, you know, what if they just release the movies on Disney Plus and video on demand, they're not going to get their money back. It's pretty much clear that all they care about is making their money back and ensuring that they can satisfy their licenses, satisfy the sponsors, satisfy the marketing uh, tactics and teams, satisfy all that shit for them to get their money back. And they cannot do that by releasing it on Disney Plus and video on demand. It's just not going to happen. So... They're going to continue pushing these movies. And as long as that there are idiots on the outside, some people on the outside that refuse to wear a mask, that, the, that refuse to comply, all the Karens and the Kevins and their kids and all the fucking shit that goes on, we can only do so much. And it sucks. It really does. Because what they're doing and what other people are doing It's drastically affecting us. It's drastically affecting what we want to do, which is go to the theater and watch an entertaining film. Multiple entertaining films. I don't get it. I really, really don't. And also, I do want to point this out before I move on to more news and shit. 
I want to point this out real quick. Not one person of color was in that group. Not one. No Hispanics, no blacks, no Asians, no Indians, nothing. No person of color was in that group. Think about that, for example. Now, before I'm being ridiculed, I'm not saying all Caucasians, all white people are like this. No, that is not what I'm trying to say. Hell no. That is, do not get my words twisted here. That is not what I'm trying to say. But I am saying there is a correlation between a handful people, whether they are anti-mask users or whichever the case may be, whatever they feel, there is a strong correlation here. And I'm pretty sure, and I will say this, now that I'm playing devil's advocate here, I'm pretty sure there are other people of color that feels the exact same way these people do, that are anti-mask people, that are, you know, strong, very strong, you know, bigotry and racist and all that other stuff that's going on. Of course there are, of course. But the media is not getting wind of it. The media is not trying to find them. The cameras are not trying to find them. For the simple reason that when we watch shit from the media, we instantly have this thought, this reaction of what it is that we're seeing. Case in point, I just proved it literally just now. But I rambled on and on about this. My point is, if we are going to continue to act like fools, if people around the world or in some parts of the U.S. are going to continue acting like fucking idiots... Nothing is going to get done and everything is going to continue to get postponed every fucking time. And Wonder Woman and Black Widow and all these other films will be just a part of the process. Now it does make me wonder how much is the studios or the movie theaters or whoever it is, how much are they going to wait until deciding to finally release it on the streaming services? How long are they going to wait? Who knows? Who the fuck knows at this point? Moving on. The DC Universe. The streaming service for the DC Universe. It's an end of an era. But the beginning of a new one. They will be rebranded as DC Universe Infinite. They will relaunch themselves on January 21st, 2021. Mark these calendars down if you are a huge comic book fanatic like I am. For the simple reason that they will now be an all Clomics platform. Fuck to the fucking fuck. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I th- this was part of my fear of what was ha- what was going to happen with the DC universe as long as HBO Max was soaring and rising and doing whatever it is that they do in order to provide us with the movies and the 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 shows and all the stuff that we love to watch. What was going to happen with our beloved comic books that we love to read on the DC Universe streaming service? And guess fucking what? It is not going anywhere. It will be rebranded and our comics will not disappear. So if you love reading shit like DC Rebirth, the Dark Knight Metal series, fucking Deceased, or whatever, Metalverse, Multiverse, whichever the case may be, whatever you love to read... It will now be available. I think they're going to have over 5,000, maybe 10,000 comics on the streaming service, on that platform. Hallelujah, Yankee Doodle. This is a good time. I'm happy. I really am.
I love to read comic books. I love to read certain stories. I love to have different perspectives. And I love reading Elseworlds storylines on certain perspectives. You know, the what-if type storylines. Because I loved reading The Injustice. I loved reading Deceased. I love reading so far The Dark Knight Metals, which I'm nowhere near done. Because I want to take my time with that shit. I fucking love it. Warner, you're doing good. You're doing very, very good. Now, this brings on to the last point. What's going to happen with the shows? Well, you guessed it. They will be on HBO Max. Young Justice will be coming back with Season 4. Titans is now returning for Season 3. And of course, Harley Quinn. DC's Harley Quinn. She has now been renewed for a third season. And trust me, it's going to be a hell of a love story between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy against everybody. And you know what? I'm fascinated to see it. Yes, it's a feminist type show. But I said this before. The main difference between... You know, that level of feminism and everything else is the fact that it is not shoved down your throats. It is organic. It has been built up, you know, very, very well. And you're genuinely interested in these characters. You're rooting for these characters. You're rooting for this lesbian couple. Why the fuck not? Why not? You're rooting for this shit. And the fact that it's not being shoved down our throats like other things that's going on, (coughs) Marvel, (coughs) diversity, you know... I love when things just happen naturally. Just naturally. Okay? Harley Quinn is a huge fan favorite. I love the show. I really do. It doesn't pull any punches with the violence and the maturity. And I can't wait for season 3 to come out. Chances are it will be in January. It's going to be a while. But nevertheless, it is all the same. And the feelings are there when we watch on our TV screens. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside of the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for continuing to support me in what I do and what I do best. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up on OTC Volume 2, volume completely spelled with the number 2, or if that's too confusing for you, hit me up directly, Mike Garcia VO. On Twitter or Instagram. I will answer right away. We can have a discussion. We can have anything you want. In terms of the world of comic book related stuff. And before we end this night off. Let's go to our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from She-Hulk herself. Let's see what she has to say about something. I swear to kick ass. The whole ass. And nothing but the ass. So help me God. And my reaction to that is, that has to be one of the most badass lines that I've ever heard from a female character in the world of Marvel. Not gonna lie, now I'm more intrigued to watch the show. Can't wait to see what this Tatiana person can do. Can't wait to see it. Guys, have a great and awesome weekend. I know there is so much going on with everyone's lives, but as long as you continue to stay safe and do what we have to do, hopefully when we unite and we can do what we can to ensure that we get shit done, get things moving, don't be a Karen, don't be a Kevin, don't be that person that people are going to hate, don't be a meme, don't, just, just do the right thing, keep yourself safe, you know, 
be happy, be healthy, you know, like the Cheerios commercial, do what you do. And hopefully, after this weekend, I'll be on iTunes. Hopefully. You know, just been running a lot of technical issues with that, but hopefully I'll be on iTunes, therefore I can spread my joy to everybody else. That sounded so wrong. Or did it? Have a great weekend, guys. Till next time on Monday night. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.